Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You can't handle the truth. Truth. Truth Truth is an acronym for true revelations uncovered through heroism. Heroism. Know if it's true or false. Hello, I am Thomas Luge, and we are back with another episode of the Truth Cast that is True Revelations Uncovered Through Heroism Cast. And as always, I am here with my co-host and partner, Mr. Little Dicky Ricketts. Hey, Thomas. Hello, Dicky. We got the truth line, which people should, you know, if they want to report, like uh, maybe they heard a murder on a podcast, you should call that instead of the police department, and we can address it. Yes, yes, yes. Call the hotline instead of the police because the police are just a private protection agency for the one percent we the truth seekers will get to the bottom of any crime that you report to us right so call 248-677-1724 and if you listened last week and you're concerned about professor alvin being dead uh he isn't so we're here today we were canvassing the college campus trying to spread the word about truth because children are the future and uh we found a very interesting film student who had uh one of those little uh, novelty trophies that you got on hollywood boulevard that said uh world's greatest guest it looks like a little oscar statue so we decided to invite him on the show because i gotta be honest after the insults i took from professor alvin who is still very much alive and not dead and buried in a shallow grave and quietly sitting in the corner of this room that we're recording in yep exactly we needed a number one guest, so please welcome to the Truthcast, Stephen Chowder. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm glad to finally uh, have a platform. I've been talking to some people to get me on. I've talked to, you know, the, the Joe Rogans and the and the Arsenio Halls mm. of the world, but uh, you guys are the first the first people to give me a chance, and I, and I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Joe Rogan has been compromised. He is a CIA asset at the moment. We are hoping that he can break from his MK Ultra programming and become the Joe Rogan that we all remembered, but currently Joe Rogan is just a puppet of the state, which is why he would not cover this topic. I think that's unfortunately true. Yeah. Yes, I think yes. you've, you've talked to Alex about it, I'm assuming. Of course. What do you think about that, Professor Alvin? I like the way Joe Rogan makes minorities fight in MMA combative matches. Yep, that sounds like something he would say. Okay, he's still alive again. Do not report the incidents that happened last week. Remember, this is all pretend and Thomas and I are both really comedians doing characters. I am Alex Bozanovic and I am suspected homosexual Mike Bobbitt. Exactly. Who's allegedly a dad. <laughs> it's a cover. If a wife is a beard, a baby must be a um, thin pencil mustache. Oh, like a John Watt has. Yes. Hey, I just segued it back into 
movies. You see how I did that, Stephen? I caught that. That was very smart of you. Fun fact, John Waters is not actually an American. <gasps> uh, <gasps> his name is John Waters. Oh. J-E-A-N. Oh. Uh, I've always suspected Baltimore of being another country. It basically is. Mm. I would say so. They speak their own language over there. Mm. So you're a young person, Stephen? I've been called that, yes. What's stamina like? Uh, from what I've read about stamina, I think stamina is something that they say you were born with, but usually it's inherited. Hmm. So um, it's, a, it's, it's a product of the elites, the stamina. So your parents die and you inherit their stamina. That is correct. Hmm. Yes. Is it like or a, you kill them. a Highlander thing where you can behead someone with stamina and take on their stamina? Uh, you know, I haven't tried it myself, but if you want to get me started on... Uh, Highlander and uh, and Christopher Lambach and uh, the I know like you would look at that and think it was Lambert oh. but it is like Lambert yeah and Sean Connery it's 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 little it's a little insulting how somebody like Christopher Lambert tries to uh, fool us into thinking he's a man with gravitas when he was in Highlander yeah it's sort of like how Sean Connery tried to trick us that he was a fella from Chicago in uh, the Untouchables uh, in the Untouchables that's right where he's like very clearly with that Chicago accent going never bring her i can't do a chicago accent you do enjoy a chicago hot dog though knife to a gunfight i will say it was sean connery's character in that film that influenced me to carry both a knife and a gun everywhere i go oh just in case. but i think highlander in particular is a great example of what you're talking about about hollywood kind of sticking in non-americans into american films yes i'm glad you brought that up dickie uh, as a matter of fact uh i've spent some time recently in uh, Hollywood and uh, as, as an ins- aspiring filmmaker myself and it wasn't before long that I realized that all that effort was in vain and that's because Hollywood is part of a mass globalist conspiracy and are um, importing all of the filmmakers from other countries there's not a single American that makes films anymore oh now what would the benefit be to Hollywood to do this well you're, you're not gonna like it and I'm gonna brace you for this but uh, it's the simple fact that Hollywood is un-American. Hmm. Hollywoodn't. I just thought that would be like a good hashtag for the episode. I'm not familiar with what, what hashtags are, but I... I oh, I, we learned that on an earlier episode where yes. we mistakenly thought it was pound. We got into a very unfortunate situation with a radical feminist group that did not like our take on pound me too. Yes, apparently you don't pronounce the hashtag, you just... Say hashtag. Yes, yeah, so you... Yes. Right. I grew up in the era of pound. I would stay away from the uh, the, uh, the the hashtag me too's if I were you. Rumor has it Kathy Griffin will personally assassinate you. Right. Now, Harvey Weinstein, where's he from? Well, Harvey Weinstein, that's a, that's a whole other thing. I, I don't know what's going on with him. He hasn't returned my calls. But uh, rumor has it uh, Harvey Weinstein originates from China. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, but you can sense. see, I mean, if you look at the, the most important celebrated filmmakers of our time, the, uh, the um, Denis Villeneuve, there's um, Zack Snyder people of that sort, you know, the Alejandro and Uritu. It's no secret that these are objectively un-American names. Mm. I was familiar with uh, Denis because I did like uh, Blade Runner 2049, which uh, not only is the title, but also the running time of that movie. But Zach Snyder, is that a French name now? I couldn't tell by the way you pronounced it. It was clearly un-American. Uh, Zach Snyder. Okay. Is, uh, a little phlegm in there. It sounds like maybe Arabic 
in some sort of way. I'd say he's definitely from the uh, fr- fr- from from the Arabic slash French slash uh, Bosnian area. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not too uh, nailed down in my geography, but uh, I'm damn sure he's not American. Just like that comedian Alex Bosnovic, Bosnian. <sighs> There's a certain syllable count. I think once you get to at least three, you can guarantee that they, they do not originate from here. Bosnovic. It just hurts me to say. Yes, um, he is definitely a roadblock on our path to truth. Absolutely. It was very, very unfortunate the way he purposely um, nosedived the business at Salomon's just to stop us and quiet our message. I see. That makes perfect sense. Is there some sort of like resistance group within Hollywood to Americanize movies like the way Zack Snyder was taken off of Justice League and replaced by Joss Whedon, or am I pronouncing Joss Whedon's name wrong? Well, it's actually Joe Swedon. He's Korean, but I'm glad you brought that up. As a matter of fact, uh, there is sort of a resistance group. I've been working on it myself. Uh, So far, I've gotten such big names attached as uh, C. Thomas Howell, amongst two others. Now, when you say big name, do you mean that he has the initial at the beginning of his name? Because, I mean, let's be honest, C. Thomas Howell hasn't really done much since uh, out Outsiders. That is very true. Obviously, he was uh, involved in the most patriotic film of all time, Red Dawn. But C. Thomas Howell at the time was the the biggest name at the convention that I was at. Oh, what about H. John Benjamin? That has a an initial at the beginning. That is true. Or is it because he's mostly known for television roles like Archer and Bob's Burger? That's correct. As well as the uh, the, the the can of vegetables in uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, I'd say his and, most renowned role and Arby's. Yes, is H. John Benjamin American? Uh, H. John Benjamin. I I do not yet have the info on his background, but the fact of the matter is he is involved with uh, multiple other Hollywood leftists. So I would not put it past him. Either he is foreign or he's definitely become complicit. Hmm. Is it possible that he's maybe just British? Yeah, like the way they title their ships, the HMS. Maybe he's like H. Ms. John Benjamin. Well, uh, rumor has it uh, a lot of, as we would say, Mr. with an MR or Mrs. with an MRS. Other countries have their own versions of that with other letters. Hmm. So uh, it's very possible his name is just John Benjamin and the H is his prefix. So possibly something like uh, Herr John Benjamin. Oh, like he's German. That is something you are uh, untangling a whole lot of ropes before us that I don't think we quite have the time to get into. But yes, I think. uh, Hey, guys, you said hair, John Benjamin, and he's bald. And you said untangle. You guys ought to do like a comedy duo, like uh, a Laurel and Hardy. This is not a laughing matter, Dickie. We are uncovering a very, very deep and dark truth right now. I know, but I like wordplay. Hair John Benjamin Undangle. That's rich. You know, Dickie, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you some slack on this one. Obviously, um we want to appear jovial because if it appears that we're on to them, then uh it could be end up bad for all of us. Okay, now this is a big one for me, and I'm scared of the answer. My favorite filmmaker is George Lucas, because I feel like he was doing us a great service in trying to warn us about celebrity politicians like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Austrian, and Donald Trump in creating the character of Jar Jar Binks, who became a politician because he was a war hero and became a war hero because he was an idiot and messed up. Please tell me that George Lucas is American 
broken and that the reason he's not making films anymore is because he's part of the resistance group. I need to believe that he's a good guy. Well, I'm going to tell you something, uh, and that's that I have tried to contact George Lucas and joining uh, C. Thomas and myself with our uh, with our, our cause. And uh, I'm going to tell you something, and you're not going to like it, but I think the man that we now call George Lucas is not the George Lucas who made those films. <sighs> that explains. We ran into him at a comic book convention, and they kept telling us how he looks more like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Michael McDonald. Yes, yes, and he clearly did not. No, it was George Lucas. Clearly George Lucas. I believe he was throwing us off his scent. All I know is that the man who made American Graffiti and Fix 1138 is uh, is not the man we see today. But uh, it's good that he was able to get his word out there before uh, they shipped old George out to God knows where. Hmm. Possibly Hoth. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, write it off. I'm, I haven't heard of Hoth. I, I don't know if that's... Uh, oh, you should try spending a winter in Michigan. But um, boom. Ah, the jokes just keep coming. Dickie, you're a natural comedian. Yeah, and you thought I smelled bad on the outside. I don't want to taunt taunt you with uh, more jokes, but they just keep coming. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what you're referring to, but I assume it's it's comedy. So, C. Thomas Howell, did he become aware of this back when he made Outsiders with Francis Ford Coppola, who's very clearly an Italian gentleman? Francis Ford Coppola is most definitely Italian. That is correct. Okay. I only got about 15 seconds to speak with C. Thomas, but... Um, um, I did get his uh, his signature uh, on my uh, you know my my petition. Uh, he wrote also wrote um, uh, a quote from the Outsiders for some reason. I'm not quite sure. Did he say "Stay Gold, Stephen Chowder"? We did not have time to exchange names, so he I just did. wrote "Stay Gold." Yes, but I did I did uh, shout my email at him on the way out the door. So I'm still waiting to hear back from. Him. Oh, this is what I noticed. We have someone who we've spent time with before who claims that Australia doesn't exist. Well, first of all, it does exist clearly. To think it doesn't is just ridiculousness. Uh, clearly, New Zealand doesn't exist. Australia, very much real. But Australian actors can do American accents very well. Did they lead the uh, infiltration into Hollywood? You know, you can see Australian influence uh, all the way back to the beginning of Hollywood in the 1980s um, with the involvement of uh, people who I had no idea were Australian, but I should have I should have known, uh, you know, actors such, of, such as... Uh, Mel Gibson, which I, I, I should have honestly, I'm, I, I'm I'm surprised I did not know from the pronunciation of his name that he was in fact an Aussie. Hmm, this checks out to me because uh, it seems that Australians have become so proficient in um, co-opting Hollywood that they are now beginning to co-opt the music industry, particularly country music. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Um, is there uh, an Australian country musician? Uh, yes. Uh, Keith Urban is actually an Australian. Oh, I thought he was African American and that's why they called him Urban because that's the PC way of saying that. It's a very common misconception. Huh. Yeah, I think uh, the Aussies they uh, quite obviously inspired their own deserts after our own American Western films mm. and then decided to come here and hijack it for themselves. What's mm. your guy's favorite Mel Gibson movies? I believe my favorite Mel Gibson movie is What Women Want because it is a documentary about remote viewing. What about you, Stephen? It's no surprise that my favorite Mel Gibson movie is Conspiracy Theory. Oh, mm. my favorite one is the one where he tells the uh, his girlfriend that he hopes that she gets raped by a pack of Keith Urban fans. 
fans. Keith Urban fans. I never saw that one myself. I think that one was actually audio. Uh, I think the uh, the movie one was with the police officer that he called Sugar Tits. I think if someone called me Sugar Tits, I'd, I'd take it as a compliment. As you should, because your tits are very creamy white. Aww. Like a mound of sugar. Oh, thank you. Of course, Dickie. I think we should all compliment each other. Steven, say something nice about me. Um, Frankly, I don't know you very well, but uh, I would say... Thank you. That was very nice. <laughs> I take that as your way of saying you'd like to get to know me better. Um, I, you can certainly take it that way, as well as uh, I have not known you long enough to know the things I hate yet. Well, would you like to go to a movie together? We could see uh, a nice American flick. Right now, uh, Fathom Events is doing uh, a whole thing on Miyazaki movies. Miyazaki, a clearly American name, I would Very, say. Well, yes. it's animation, and everyone knows that Walt Disney invented animation before joining the Nazi party. Yes, yes. Um, Walt Disney, uh, it was a necessity to invent animation in order to be able to later invent reanimation. <gasps> That's probably old news to you, Stephen. Yes, yeah, no, I've, I believe uh, I've, I've read quite a bit on that, uh, particularly from some writers such as Hip Lovecraft and others uh, who have covered the topic. Uh, but yes, I, I think I think you're touching on something uh, very sensitive there with, with Walt Disney. Mm. It's very strange that Hip Lovecraft was so anti-Disney on account of the fact that they're both kind of racist. That is very true, but uh, it's to, to tie back into Highlander, you could say there can only be one. Oh, mm. maybe they were both trying to get closer to Hitler to decapitate him and wear his mustache as the world's foremost racist. Or is it maybe that racism has a limit, like there is only so much racism in the world, and in order to um, achieve a stronger level of racism, it needs to be consolidated. So what you're getting at is that if one racist were to kill another racist, they would therefore absorb some of the other's yes, racism. Yes, and they would become a much more powerful racist. On the off chance we have any racist listeners, you should kill another racist and see if it gives you strength. I highly recommend that um, racists kill racists. Yep, that's a truth cast initiative. I don't see how we could get in trouble for that. And when I say like racist, I don't mean like you're like, uh oh, maybe I should walk on the other side of the street. I mean, like if there's any listeners who happen to be in the clan or something like that, just hang yourself instead. Yes, yes. In fact, the way you achieve the status of Grand Dragon. I think it's Grand Dragon. Why the are you looking at me like I? Oh, Grand Wizard. Grand Wizard. Oh, that's interesting, Stephen. You seem to know a lot about the hierarchy uh, of the clan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I. Uh, yes, I, uh, Stephen uh, must be aware of how you achieve the status of Grand Wizard, which is to kill other lower-level clan members. I think all clan members ought to just start taking each other out. Yes, yes. Uh, if you are a lower-level clan member, you must kill other lower-level clan members in order to absorb their racism, and that is how you achieve the Grand Wizard position. Now, speaking of the clan, let me ask you about another filmmaker, Keith Urban fan, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. American? Um... I mean, his name does sound like he may be Asian. <laughs> I don't think that's that a laughing true. matter. I think it's. Are you I, laughing at me asking a dumb question? No, 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 no. I think I think uh, it's a known fact that everyone with Lee in their name is in fact Asian. Whether it be S Spike Lee, 
Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, Janet Lee, most of the Lees. Rock musician, owner of a large penis, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Exactly. Now, was Pamela Lee for a short time Asian? I would say during that period of time where she went by Lee, there's no doubt that she was definitely Asian. Well, she certainly had about nine or ten inches of Asian in her. (laughs) That's another joke, guys. Are Lee Jean's Asian? Ooh. I'd say there's no doubt. Mm. Is that why they are so small? Well, Uh, you can buy them in different sizes, Thomas. Yes, yes, but the sizes run small. I'm normally a 34 in the waist, and with Lee jeans, I must wear a 36. Oh, sort of like the vest that I wear that I got from the Amazons. It says it's a lot larger than it is, and it's almost comically small on me. Yes, I would say it is virtually impossible to avoid uh, foreign influence when you're purchasing any products these days, which is why I forge my own jeans. I think there's really only one way to tell if Spike Lee is Asian or not, and that's to see if his genitals are pixelated. We probably have a better chance of seeing Tommy Lee Jones' penis. I have, actually. Oh, and? It's, uh, it's, it's decent, I'd say. It's not, it's, it's, uh, not my top ten penises I've ever seen. But is it pixelated? It is not. Oh, he may not be Asian then. Oh, I suppose that that puts a, a wrinkle in my theory. Yeah, I found from my uh, research on the internet, most Asian genitalia tends to be pixelated for some reason. Yes, and, and Dicky has done extensive research on this topic. You have. Uh, yeah. In general, how many penises do you think you have seen d- I- I- for research purposes? Today? Um, let's start with today, yes. Oh, let's see. Carry the one. Don't forget the X placeholder. Right. No, I was talking about when I spent time with Gary, the one. Oh. We talked about him on the episode with Bob Coffey. Mm, yes, so yes, I yes, have yes. the movies I was watching with Gary, the one. Okay. Mm. Probably three. So as you see, Dickie's done an exorbitant amount of research here. Yeah, no, I, I admire your service. As a, as a matter of fact, I would say. We should sum up. Filmmakers who are not American, but are posing themselves as American, whether it be directors or actors or actresses or producers or dolly grips. Give us your top 10 infiltrators as quickly as you can. The top 10 infiltrators. Well, as I said, uh, Zack Snyder, uh, Joe Swedon. I think you have to watch out for um, Alejandro Gonzalez and Iritu. I shouldn't have to explain that. Not American. Not American. Really? I know it's hard to believe. And I know that he made my my favorite film in the MCU, Birdman, but it's something that I think uh, we just have to come to accept. I think you also have to be careful of uh, how many did I, how many have I listed so far? Uh, You're seven, three. Oh, okay, close. Um, Which, by the way, the three penises I've seen today. Hmm. What about Dolly Grips? Dolly Grips. Yeah. Every single Dolly Grip is actually um, uh, sent here from Japan. As a matter oh. Of fact. Yeah, I'd say um, the only director, honestly, my list, my list would would cover pretty much everyone in Hollywood. I think the only successful director who has been able to make it to where they are, uh, who is 100% American with no non-American influences uh, is Damien Chazelle. Really? That is true. I I just know for a fact that they are uh, full of non-Americans trying to uh, prevent us from getting uh, true American content. I know uh, because I've written multiple screenplays that all got rejected in Hollywood. 
mm. all of which were about uh, men trying to avenge the deaths of uh, multiple ex-wives. Mm. I'm, I'm going back now and thinking about the movie Whiplash, and I'm realizing that's a very American movie. It is. Yeah. Too fast or too slow? Uh, you're referring to uh, dragging or rushing? Is that the, the scene in the film that you're referring to with uh, with, with uh, Miles Teller and Jick Simmons? Oh, no. I was talking about uh, the speed in which I'm rubbing your feet right now. <laughs> Is it tickling or like, should I slow down? I haven't felt anything in that foot for a long time. I would move on to the other one. But Have you yes, tried rubbing dog poop on it? That foot looks like it is infected with gout, Dickie. Oh, I don't know why I've wasted 25 minutes on this foot then. It might be why Mr. Chowder didn't notice you rubbing it. I'm sorry for this. I probably should have asked first. That's all right. It's, 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 I would say you couldn't have predicted that you would have picked the one foot I have that does in fact have gout. Oh, 50-50 chance. Yes, 50-50. I definitely only have two feet. That's correct. Okay. So what should our listeners do in order to avoid the foreign penetration on the film industry? Besides only watch La La Land and Whiplash and uh, whatever that NASA movie was with Ryan Gosling that came out. Yes, yes. Yeah, First Man. Yes. First Man. Well, it's very simple. Obviously, watch the films of Damien Chazelle, the only last remaining American filmmaker, and you could do what I do, and uh, watch old um, recorded episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger on repeat. So Chuck Norris is American. <laughs> Clearly, yes. Hmm. Hmm. I wish he'd run for president. He seems to have some good ideas. Yes, of course. I could not think of a single reason why a man whose uh, sole education is in martial arts and religion would not have uh, the most qualifications for president of the United States. Yeah, Steven Seagal for running mate. That guy has a nice ponytail. No, it's it's interesting that you bring up Steven Seagal. All these actors and directors and Hollywood types are coming from foreign countries to America to infiltrate our culture. Is maybe Steven Seagal a reverse psyop where we try to infiltrate their culture with one of ours? He does seem to be appropriating Asian culture quite a bit. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know if you were aware of the fact that Steven Seagal is in fact not Asian. Contrary to popular belief, he is a white man, but I think has... It's unanimous, unanimously um, yes, agreed the, that he does a very convincing Asian man. Yes, this is something that me and Dickie very recently began to um, explore and um, have been suspicious of, and thank you, Mr. Chowder, for confirming our suspicions. Yeah, his kimonos were throwing us off. Mm. He almost exclusively wears them. I don't think it's because he probably can't fit into clothes that aren't loose and flowing. I'm pretty sure it's a style choice. Mm. He doesn't look like a, a grimace from McDonald's with a ponytail at all. Yes, yes, it's very intentional, much like his ponytail. Exactly. And his very deliberate plastic surgery choices. But yes, I'd, I'd say uh, um, Steven Seagal is uh, one of the, I, I don't, you know, I don't, don't want to get into it. I don't want to blow his cover, but uh, it's a known fact that he is um, the most prominent uh, American agent overseas. That's why they put him in Chinese films such as Under Siege too. Mm. Well, there you have it. If we've learned one thing today, it's that Chuck Norris, Damien Gazelle, and Steven Seagal may be the three greatest Americans working in Hollywood today. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. These men are heroes and should be celebrated with parades once they've completed their missions. I just realized I liked the movie Invasion USA when I was growing up with Chuck Norris. That was probably a warning. It just completely went over my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it might take a little while before real Realizing the subtext of Invasion USA oh. and the paranoia that uh, that that film, I think, uh, ended up, you know, was ahead of its time. It rings true now. Well, maybe we'll have you back because I think I have a half hour worth of questions I could ask you about Michael 
Dudikoff, who played the American Ninja. And I'm sure if there's anyone who could answer questions about Michael Dudikoff, it would be you. Lived with Brad Pitt for a little while. There's a fact you don't hear every day. Brad Pitt, of course, not an American. Uh, of course. And I'm glad you brought up Mikhail Dudiko because uh, that is- Holy shit. Are you pulling my leg? My good leg? Um, No, no, no. That wasn't me. I'm sorry, Dickie. That was me. You had a piece of lint on the end of your saw. Mikhail Dudiko. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Stephen, for joining us on the Truthcast. You've opened our minds, and we'll see you at the cinema. Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at LittleDickR at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Today's guest, Stephen Chowder, was played by comedian Johnny Mockney. Johnny also has a podcast out called We Are Movies, which is really, really great. Oh my God, he is so knowledgeable when it comes to cinema, and he can communicate it in a way that isn't pretentious. Cover a lot of great movies. His most recent episode, they covered Jaws. I'm on an earlier episode talking about the Michael McDonough movie, Calvary. I cannot recommend We Are Movies enough. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that. It was a real honor getting to have Johnny come over and maybe it's the sentimental new dad in me but if my kid grows up to be as thoughtful and articulate as Johnny I will know that I did something well so way to go Mr. and Mrs. Mockney you raised a very cool son I'm proud to have him as a friend I also want to say thank you to the people who left iTunes reviews for us Camel X says hilarious we're their new fave show L Grant S said uh, there are relatively few comedy podcasts that make a listener feel welcome when picking up at a random episode, but the palpable improvisation and comedy involved in each listen keeps one engaged, allowing any new listener to appreciate the humor. And for loyal listeners, though, there is also the promise of a larger overarching plot. Spoiler alert, you're right on the money. So thank you so much. That's super cool. Uh, Revel Lana said, I love the idea, the characters, and the truths that come from it. It really, really touches me. Thank you so much for the kind words. If you would like to shoot me an email at either the uh, actual little dick r at gmail.com email address or at my email address mike at off the mic.com as off the mic with an m-i-k-e I'll send something out your way to say thank you for the kind words. I'm really happy everybody. I know I say it at the end of every episode it almost kind of ruins the little dicky Ricketts character but in all of my years of creating This is the single most thing I am proud of. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to stop rambling now. Just thank you. See you next week.